Hey guys, this is Table Talks with the Tares, an inside look at the everyday conversations we have at our table. I'm Ash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm MJ. <laughs> what? <laughs> so today's episode is slightly... It's very random. All over the place. Um, it was just built off of a thought that I had while we were sitting at church. And so um, just a couple of, you know, things that we're wrestling through conclusions that we came to <laughs> and um whether or not it leads us anywhere that's okay and so we finish off this episode with a nice example from your wow and an insight into my brain is that what you're trying to say that's not what i was trying to say just saying that you know <laughs> you're welcome right so <laughs> if you want to get into the world of ashley's mind okay wait no stay this is, tuned this is literally how i would describe our minds yours is like sherlock holmes going into like his mind palace and like gets lost and he like you know the deep recesses of the mind and mine is like iron man at his board why why do you get to be iron because man? he's iron man this is my mind okay i could decide right. who i am no mine is like iron man and i'm like Moving stuff around. Moving stuff around and zooming out, zooming in, throwing over here, right. pulling over there, da, da 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 So I think, you know. Yeah, so I think the end of this episode ends on Iron Man's screensaver. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyways, here it is. Hope you enjoy. Alright, so I think the background of why I think we should talk about this is that um, the the context was this this past Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at church, and it's actually the first Sunday we had Judah with kids because mm-hmm. we went to right. a later service. Yeah, and so it was just you and I, and first time kind of kid free, right? I know that felt really strange. It was nice. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, so you know. Pastor Wes comes up and he starts preaching mm-hmm. and there's a kid in the back that starts like just talking. There's a kid next to us that tar- starts screaming. Mm-hmm. There's a kid like over there on the right side that uh, starts, you know, talking away. And here I am just first Sunday without kids looking around. And what went through my mind was well, how are people responding to children saying something, in this case, infants and babies. Yeah, being either service. being, yeah, which is they are perfectly exactly what they're supposed to be. Where you know you no child was designed <laughs> to be quiet for mm-hmm. any prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that I had this like just moment where, and I wonder how people are responding. Like I'm sitting in a room full of people who's thinking what and what's going through people's minds. And on one end of the spectrum, how could you be ruining this moment of spirituality Mm -hmm. um, by bringing your child into the sermon or into the service? And on the flip side, I was also like, man, I feel like at at times it's justified to even pause the sermon to say, you know, I'm proud of you, mom. I'm proud of you, dad for going out of the way to try and, you know, raise your child and what you believe to be aligning with your conviction and how you, you know, 
how you want to practice, how you want, you would want your children to grow up in when they grow up and get older. And so it's just like this full spectrum of reactions that I would imagine that everybody really tries to just ignore yeah, or pretend like it's not there. And obviously it's not. And so it was just an interesting thought for me while, you know, sitting in the sermon first Sunday without children, children are in the ser- in the service and what people would think about. And, and another part of that was that, you know, you and I were involved in making, you know, playing music mm-hmm. and creating spiritual moments. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, setting the stage for people to be able to listen to the sermon. Yeah. And so, I don't know, I just wanted to talk through that and how, you know, we think of these, especially Sunday services as intentional setup times or rhythms in the week mm-hmm. where you engage with your life spiritually and that it should really flow a certain way, you know, and that you can have your spiritual time during this time. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts running through my head. <laughs> So here's the thing. I've been on both sides, right? Pre-kids, you know, I've been in the church service or on the airplane or wherever. And it's like the kid is melting down and you're like, oh my gosh, get a, get control of your child. You know, this is like pre-kids me thinking like, come on, like get control of your child. Like that's not a totally normal thing for children to melt down and have tantrums, you know, being on the other side of that, I have a different perspective. I mean, sometimes I'm literally like hearing that and like, come on, get your kid under control. I'm like, oh, wait, that's my kid. I'm the parent now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. So I've been on both sides. Yeah. And it's hard because I think in society, this is just my observation now being a parent and kind of feeling the brunt of like the squirrely eyes and... <laughs> mm-hmm just different scenes where I'm floundering to try to figure out like, how do I not disrupt other people's God moment? Yeah. So you've, you've dished out the eyes and you've also received the eyes. Yes. Plenty of times. I feel like the Lord definitely gave me what's coming to me because of how many eyes that I dished out personally, you know, and now it's like, I get all the eyes. (laughs) Um, But anyways, just, we have really quiet children though. So (laughs) it rarely happens. Right. Yeah. So I say that to say, like, I can I can see it from both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think what I've observed going through the process is that society does not regard children very yeah. highly at all in really in, uh, like a lot of settings, actually. Yeah. Well, I will pause there. If you think about it from a pure financial standpoint, it's actually it doesn't financially make sense. Well, I think that depends also like where you live geographically because in other cultures, like I think it's actually very profitable for the family to have more hands. I'm I'm thinking in the, right. So absolutely. You know what I mean? I think in America specifically, it wasn't, you know, I think like it's right. It's very individualistic. Right. You're trying to like make your, you know, pave your path, do your thing. Right. And the, the reality is children, they hide nothing. Mm-hmm. They expose everything. Yep. You know, you go to a restaurant and the kid's not thinking about what are like socially acceptable behaviors mm-hmm. and how is everybody around me going to be looking at me and thinking and yeah. they have no social right. construct in their mind. Right. Like it's it's okay to do snow angels at the floor of yeah, Lacaretta. Like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. just, you know, and so 
yeah, I just, I don't think society really regards children. Right. You know, and we don't, we don't take that stance, right? Like right. We, so, so hold on. Sorry. I was, I was externally processing and that was just like my first point. <laughs> I have a lot more. <laughs> so, so I'm, I've been on both sides. Yep. I don't think society really has a very high regard for children in okay. general. So seeing them as a disruption, I think is pretty common or easy. Right. Maybe. And in this particular, I want to contextualize it again. In this particular instance, it was a distraction to a set spiritual gathering. Right. That was that people attended for the sole purpose of engaging with their disciplines in a spiritual way. Right. Right. right, right Where right. you're consciously going to church on a yep. Sunday to have this moment. Yes. And here we are, three children on different sides of um, the sanctuary making noises, crying. Right. So that's the setting. So my next thought, <laughs> I'm trying to connect all these thoughts together, Yep. is I think we often, I wonder if we just separate the physical and the spiritual mm-hmm. like realms so that like, because it just seems, I don't know, now that I'm saying this, it seems strange that we would say like, oh, you're like interrupting my God moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, how have we reduced like God's, presence and experience of him to like this God moment Mm -hmm. that happens in this service at this moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, does that not happen outside of that time? Yeah. So I, I think it could even be like, I don't know, maybe I think sometimes it can look like on a worship team and somebody's singing off key or something, or I don't know you're just like thinking like, Oh, maybe you have like a musical ear or something to hear things and you're just like, well, that, that sounds terrible. You know, yeah. not all of a sudden I'm distracted. Right. And you're like, what is going on? Why? You know, yeah. that's another example of like a, an, in, a, an instance where you can be like, this is totally disrupting my or like, here's another one. You choose to wake up early. Oh my goodness. Yes. So Ashley determined to wake up at five thirty, so that you can for, just for once in my life. <laughs> So that you can just have some time to yourself. And that's the one day a week Judah decides to wake up as early as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't want to just use children as the example, but just going with this example. This is a perfect example yeah. for me of like. It's just the one we have a lot of examples. To draw from. <laughs> this is like the season I'm in. And the newborn season, like I, there's not a lot of time for me to have these like God moments, right? Yeah. I'm like feeding every two to three hours and you know, the whole bit, you know, I'm trying to take, to heal myself, yep. take care of the rest of the family, like still, you know, clean the house remotely yep. or, yep. you know, whatever, like other things have to be done, you know? Meanwhile, you know, you still want to like shower, look presentable. People are coming and try to like bring food or help or you know, just mm-hmm. all the things. It's not a lot of time for me to just like sit down, open my Bible and, you know, have yeah. my coffee and stare out the window and be really meditative. Mm-hmm. And children are screaming in the background, like, yeah. you know? And so, that's a perfect moment of like, I finally have a moment or I'm sorry. That's a perfect example of how I finally have a moment to do this. And this moment feels like it's hijacked or robbed from me. Right. And now I'm resenting that thing that's robbing this moment from me, you know? And it's funny because when we had Evie, it was like at co- in COVID. And so church, even just going to church was a challenge yeah. because you couldn't right. in many instances, you know, there wasn't church. Exactly. Yeah. And so, when we were able to gather, I remember this one specific like instance where we were in there, 
I was like, I haven't like been around people <laughs> and like, albeit we're like wearing masks and I can't see what anyone's saying or like, it's very strange. To, like I can't hear yeah. anyone talking cause like the music's so loud and like, I can't see their mouth moving, you know, but like, yeah, I was just so thankful to be in that service, like be around people. I was feeling like I was drowning in motherhood as a, the first time, like I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, yep. the world is like going up in a dunster fire. It feels like, like what is happening with COVID? You know, yeah. we had Evie like right, like literally two weeks before everything shut down. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there and like, she starts screaming. Yeah. And, and Evie's scream is not like, I'll say like the, the cries that we heard in church, I'm like, oh, that's so cute. You know, the ones that you were describing at the beginning, I'm like, oh, those are cute. You know, my, my girl scream is like everybody and like the place next door, like the yeah. houses next door can hear like her scream. Yeah. You know? So I have to remove her from the service. So we get up, I get up and I take her out and I'm standing there and I'm like, I remember just being so upset. Like, God, like I'm literally trying so hard to do to do this like discipline, to do these spiritual disciplines. And I feel like I can't like in every instance, like church is shut down or like, I get like my child is screaming or, you know, like God forbid I like interrupt somebody else's God moment, you know? And it's just like, well, what about mine? Like I want to experience God too. Like I'm desperate here, you know? And in that moment I felt like God was just reminding me like I'm right here. Ash. Yeah. I think so while you were talking, I was thinking about how, Ever since COVID, we have become all too familiar with disruption Hmm. and that that is just the commonality of just life that, you know, we, we just, everything is different. Everything we've taken for granted has basically changed and that you basically just become so much more aware or susceptible to disruptions that do occur yeah which is why maybe that even just jumped into my consciousness while we were sitting there Mm -hmm. listening to the sermon and hearing the children and you know one of the things that aside from just everything related to children disruptions come in the form of you know you striving for something and it's not happening like you're not getting it like you got fired from your job or we talked about this yesterday that Uh like you know you're you're going through a breakup and how it's almost, you know, these, these, what we consider distractions are, you know, what if they're actually part of what we're supposed to go through? Yeah. And that the disruptions to our spiritual moments are all part of the practice of exercising your spiritual discipline to begin with. Right. And that if we were truly, if we truly believed in the spiritual realm, then we would have to admit to ourselves that it's not limited to a specific time on a Sunday morning. And yes, there's a time and place to actually exercise those with the body yeah. of other believers, yeah. right? Yep. But that like, if we truly believe that the spiritual realities exist, then it, of course it also includes everything between Monday and Saturday including all of the disruptions. And so my willingness to let go of trying to create a type of spiritual moment Mm -hmm. has, you know, I've become more and more okay with that because the way we've been trying to set up these moments or what we've known to be moments with the Lord 
in like these long winded devotions or, or times to be able to reflect yeah. or worship or sermons or things like that have all been disrupted in some form or fashion, either as parents, either because of COVID. And, and we, you know, I've just been like having to force myself to through thinking that there's probably, you know, the disruption is included in the spiritual growth. Yeah. Yeah. A friend shared, I guess, made me aware of this quote by C.S. Lewis one time. It says the great thing if one can, is to stop regarding all the unpleasant things as interruptions of one's own or real life. The truth is, of course, that what one calls the interruptions are precisely one's real life, the life God is sending one day by day. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was just so profound. Mm -hmm. And I think really the journey I've been on since COVID and kind of all of those like normal ways that we practice spiritual disciplines were removed. Yeah kind of started pointing out to me like, man, I, it's like I have this switch between like spiritual mode and regular mode. Yeah. You know, and that's what I mean by like, we separate the spiritual and the physical. Sure. Because it's like when I go to church and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to the pastor or I'm like, you know, singing in the worship service, like that's spiritual mode. Yep. Flip the switch. When I walk out the door and I am sitting in traffic yeah. Or someone cuts me off. That's regular mode. Yeah. And I act a little bit differently then. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so we flip between this mode of like spiritual mode. I've yeah. got spiritual mode on. I've yeah. got regular mode on. And I think another like just interesting facet of this I've been seeing is there's like. Um, I'm sorry. I don't know. Somehow I'm thinking about a croc sandal <laughs> where you have the strap in the front. <laughs> And the strap in the back and you have it in attack mode and defense mode. Yes. So it's, it's exactly yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Your croc sandals are pointed forwards because it's yeah. well, spiritual like, mode. The way we define like ministry is like the same way. It's like the switch. Mm-hmm. I'm in ministry mode or I'm not. And, it, and, and I think. And I think for us, especially because the level of, you know, I mean, we, we were leading worship we we created spiritual we you know help facilitate like a hype yeah but around we, these moments right and yeah. i'm not saying we created it but like we were involved in yeah. a sunday morning and and so we we were partakers in creating a setting that almost was conducive to being like oh this is different it's right. dark in here right there's smoke in here so it almost like subconsciously tells you there is your sandals need to be moved forward because we're not turning into spiritual mode, right? Whereas, like, most of life is just ordinary. Yeah. Yeah, it's... So I just had this thought and it, like, left me. So I'm going to try... Sorry. To, I'm going to try to grab it again. Um, so it's like we enter these spaces where we've created the hype that give us this feeling of this like God moment or experience. Right. And we say like, this is the transformative thing. We're not going to leave here the same way that we came in here. You know, we say this and, and I think maybe I'm just like posing this like idea. I'm putting it out here on our table for us to just like safely. Yeah. What is this? What's actually happening here? maybe that moment is not the transformative God moment. Like we call it that. Uh Oh, okay. I'm just putting this out there. 
I'm, I'm trying to get my thought out and I don't know if this is my real thought. So let's try this one. Maybe this is like, we call this, this is the transformative God moment right here. I'm crying. I'm having this moment. I feel convicted. And maybe that's just the moment that I'm hit with the reality that I've been separating the spiritual and the physical the whole time. Yeah. And I'm not operating this way in my normal life. Yeah. So it's not like the transformative in the sense that like, oh, maybe it is transformative, but it should be like, I was always in this. I should always be, be in, in this spiritual state. mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's and almost like um, here we are in the physical reality, right down here, and then spiritual. The spiritual realm is above, yeah. like above us, and we almost run it throughout the week. It's, it runs parallel. We yeah. don't ignore it. We don't think it's gone. Yeah. But we kind of are detached from it. Yes. And that, like Sunday mornings, where we do say, because I, I do think there are settings for think change to occur. Yes, the spiritual and the physical. I'm putting my hands here above and below. <laughs> yeah, touch. Yep. And that's when you realize, okay, I can experience the fullness of humanity in this context where these two realities, if we are believers, come together. Yeah. And so, other instances where I feel that very like i felt that very clearly when you know when we when i saw evie and judah being born yeah like those are like very cognitive events where i see the physical and the spirit like miraculous like i almost just like yeah you know those things come together yeah and experiencing those things at the same time yeah um and i agree with you uh that Maybe that that's a moment where those things come together again. Yeah. Especially if it's not been together for you leading up to walking into the church building on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Another thing that it made me realize was that God's creation wasn't just like a one-time event in the beginning. That his work of creation is still ongoing with his work of redemption. That's what those birth experiences made me realize was like, wow, God is still in the work of creating right in the process of his redeeming right and i'm getting to be a part of this right now in this moment and have this like yeah this like wild experience yeah that's leading me to be able to and all the breaths that i'm like rooting myself to yeah the breath of god that's like sustaining me yeah is leading me to the breath that my child will take for the first time right and like there's this like strange like i can't even put words to it kind of experience that that is you know mm-hmm. and like so yeah but i think it's like we're awakened to the reality that like right I, i'm not living in the reality yeah i'm like turning it on yeah and i'm turning it off and, yeah and then just back to like the birth experience too is that like you know of course you labored of course you did all that hard work and like delivering the baby but yet at the same vein you almost are just so taken aback by how much you are also a passive participant in what is happening in your womb absolutely absolutely even in the labor process my body is doing things that i cannot control yeah right (laughs) you know and so it's a very strange thing Mm -hmm. to surrender to the process Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think when those two things meet spiritual and physical you almost get taken aback in that same way. Yeah. Where you realize, wow, something greater is at work here. Yes. Right? Yes. And the the illusion of control that I have had yeah. in my life, yeah. over my life, yeah. 
is totally a wrong picture of how I should view the world around me. So I, I think the the thing that I want to really focus on is, um, well, maybe not even just focus on, the thing that I want to really try and take away from this is that at the end of the day, you know, we're not trying to consciously conjure up these spiritual moments in like song yeah. and this and that, but like we just have ordinary life yeah. happening. Yeah. And you know, how do you, how do you make those things meet throughout the week? Yeah. And, and what are some ways that we can take as a family or individually, because we are, have been subject to so many disruptions over the last two, three years to be able to not be so shocked every time we do see or experience those two realities come together. And that's the challenge, right? Yeah. Is to be able to sit at a Sunday morning service and listen to children screaming. And instead of being like, why are you taking away from me this moment that I can have Mm -hmm. to just consciously thinking like, man, kudos to you, mom and dad for taking your children to church. Right. We, we know how hard it is right? and how challenging it is. And so it was just something that I was like thinking about for the first time or for whatever reason, uh, thinking about how, you know, life's disruptions are actually just part of life. Yeah. And that the things that we can learn aren't only limited to places where it's formal learning. Right. That you can learn from, the disruptions you can learn Absolutely, from normal yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think sometimes the disruptions also snap us out of our own pride. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think about this idea of like excellence and how we just have like a really critical eye for everything. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't strive to do our best. Right. For the right. Lord. I'm not saying that. But I think there's a fine line between like striving for excellence and striving and being perfectionistic. And I've often had this like strange thought, <laughs> but like, I wonder if in heaven, like, what will it sound like when we're worship being together? Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, like if it's like, if we're not going to be like distracted, mm-hmm. you know, then like, do we all just have like perfect pitch? Do we all sound amazing? What happens to like the tone deaf person? Do they just all of a sudden have like an yeah. amazing voice in heaven? Right. Like everybody just plays every instrument, right. you know? Like I've just had this thought of like, what does that sound like? Yeah. Like, or is it just that we're like, there's so many people in unison that it's just like, you can't hear any one voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just have this like weird, strange thought, but then I'm like, is it not the comparative, like sinful lens that I have? that like focuses on the end of the comparison, like focuses on the individual and yeah. says like this person's tone deaf, this person sounds good. You're still focusing on that person. You're not focusing on the creator who gave right. the gift, you Which know? Which is why I'd like to rather think that maybe in heaven, it's more like a big rave. Like everybody's just <laughs> <laughs> feeling it yeah. and they're just in the moment. So they're just the singing, singing like doesn't at, matter. at Anfield. Right. You just can't, <laughs> just it doesn't chan- matter. All of us chanting. They're just chanting. Yeah. But no, seriously, I thought like, is it that my ears won't be, maybe like my talent won't differ or my ears won't differ, but I won't look individualistically 
and comparatively, because like that's like a maybe my broken sinful lens. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead, I everything I hear, I won't look at that individual or hear that individual or stack it up against the next person to see like, oh well, then where do I fall in that? You yeah. know, this is how we think. Instead, I will hear something and be like, wow, Creator God, yeah, you are so like you're creative this is an expression of creator god i won't even be thinking about that person you know yeah so it's just like i don't know a weird thought that i had well hey guys thanks for listening to this episode of table talks with the tares we'd love to hear from you and if there's something you'd specifically like for us to talk about visit honors underscore dot com slash table talks to let us know and if this episode was helpful to you be sure to subscribe and to also share it with a friend we really appreciate your support All music is from the OG MJ Tare. Join us next time for another conversation at our table.